And now, our feature presentation. Hello everybody, welcome to another episode of Cinema Shot. I'm your host Ben, aka The Marvelous Iggy. Joining me is our pallbearer of the evening, uh, Tyler. I'm sorry, this is a very grim episode. Tyler, welcome once again as we mourn the death of a legend. Isn't that the name of the ref uh, for The Undertaker? Or like his, uh, manager his, or something? his manager, yeah. He he talks like this. Oh, Ooh, I'd like some yeah. paper bags, please. All right. So after last week, we dis- we discussed Suicide Squad: Hell to Pay, where Amanda Waller tried to uh, basically get out of get out of hell because she was dying of terminal illness. I don't know if they said cancer, but I assumed it was cancer. Um, we are now going to talk about the death of Superman. So. Just to get some clarification, uh, there is a version of this movie that they released, which they combined this movie and then the sequel to it, which is called The Reign of the Superman, into one movie titled The Death and Return of Superman. We are not doing that version. We are doing it in parts how it was originally released. So next week will be Constantine City of Demons, and then we'll do Reign of the Superman, and then it's the home stretch from there. So just to give, uh, give you some credence. Okay. So, uh, let's go ahead and break it down. This is the death of Superman. This is technically the second time these uh, animated films have um, have covered this subject. The first movie they did and when they launched this original line of DVDs was... Uh, I think it was just called Superman Doomsday. And it was pretty much an adaptation of the death of Superman. Um, this one is a lot more intense, though. Oh, God, is it more intense. Okay. Um, so, let's break it down. This is directed by Sam Liu and Jake Castorena, Castorena uh, written by Peter G. Tomasi, based on the DC, the Death of, the, the Death of Superman comic book by DC Comics, produced by Sam Liu and Amy McKenna, starring Jerry O'Connell as Superman, um, Rebecca Romaine as Lois Lane, Rain Wilson as Lex Luthor, also starring Rosario Dawson as Wonder Woman, Nathan Fillion as Green Lantern, Christopher Gorham as Flash, Matt Lanner as, uh, Latner as Aquaman, Shimar Moore as Cyborg, uh, Jason Omar as Batman, and um, let's see who else is also. Uh, there's a couple of other characters. There's um, Paul Eiding as uh, Pa Kent. Yes, who is Paul Eiding? You know that. You you seem to know that name. Yeah, uh, it's uh, the Colonel from Metal Gear Solid. Oh, okay. I didn't write. I didn't pick that up. And Charles Halford as Bibbo Babowski, and Jennifer Hale as as both Martha Kent and Doctor Cliver and a couple other characters. All right, so. Yeah, uh, let's get into it. So I wanted to ask you first before we start, how did you feel about watching a movie titled The Death of Superman, knowing what, basically telling you what's going to happen? Um, I am familiar a little bit with the comic thing that was going on, um, and I also know the existence of the Super Nintendo game of the same name. Uh, right. I do know that uh, Doomsday is involved, and um, I only know of him mostly because of Injustice, which is probably the most common thing out of all these movies. Uh, but yeah, I do know that Superman does die at some point in the comics, so... Yeah. They made it a publicity stunt. Uh, it was basically a publicity stunt, and it sold... Uh, it, I think it's Superman number 75. I actually own a copy. It's not rare or anything. It's just it, They made millions of them. But uh, it's uh, it sold three million copies 
uh, of that issue. And, like, it was a whole thing. They were T-shirts, the bloody S, and everything like that. So, um, it's hard to imagine because I was only three. It happened in 93. You were, what, a year old when you were born? 92, 91? Not even. Um, like, I was okay. born at the tail end of 1992. So, okay. I was so- pretty much out of the womb when it happened yeah this happened in like the the fall of no of 93 so like i was barely i didn't even know i don't i barely remember the death of superman uh, i remember the comics like maybe like three years later when like my friends had them and like whoa whoa superman died what's going on here okay um all right so let's go ahead and break it down so even though this is titled the death of superman there's actually a little bit more substance in that we open up with in metropolis uh, before I guess before I get started, do you find it weird that this is the first Superman movie we're getting in this line? Yeah, I was thinking that uh, during this, like all the other uh, movies that we've uh, reviewed so far had Superman in it, but right. he was never really the main focus. Like he was exactly. kind of like the supporting guy. Uh, right. This is the very first one where he is pretty much the main character for all intents and purposes. And it's the one where he fucking dies. Yeah, exactly. And it's kind of a job of the movie to basically make you... Like, I think it's relying on the fact that, like, okay, you guys know Superman. So, like, you know of his feats. You know what he's like. To rely on giving you that that um, emotion that's going to happen at the end. And I'm curious to see how you felt about it. Um, and so, yeah, like, it's interesting. Because, like, like you said, he's been there. We, see, we know about his relationship with Wonder Woman. We know Lois Lane is in his life. Um, we just haven't, we've had f- like four Batman movies, but not one Superman movie, which is so odd. Um, it's, it's crazy. So the movie opens up with a attack. It's in Metropolis where these two cops are basically heading to, uh, a hostage at the mayor's house, I believe. And I believe the gang is known as Intergang. And Tyler, did you spot what kind of armor they were wearing immediately? Or did you wait or did, did the movie have to tell you that? Um, I kind of noticed right away that it was pretty much apocalypse-type technology, or at least Kryptonian stuff. Yeah, pay attention to that. That's going to come off later in this film and then definitely in the sequel. And it's seemingly going bad, like, it's it's going terribly bad, and um, you even see a mother box at one point where it doesn't work. And, of course, Superman shows up at the last minute and pretty much, it's it's, he's just, it's fodder for them. Even though they have these high-tech suits, at the end of the day, he's Superman. And these guys are nothing. Yep, he um, just does what Superman do. Yeah. Uh, and I we get a little hilarious moment where um, uh, Superman is in a hurry. Uh, so he calls any Justice Leaguers to come help. And Flash comes and Cyborg comes. And Flash just kind of gets gets mad. Like, really? Clean up duty again, guys? Come on. I realize I can be here fast. But that doesn't mean you need to call me all the time. Uh, which I found, I found a little funny act, though. The Justice League are in this movie. By the way, yes, uh, it's not just it's a Superman definitely takes center stage, but uh, it's like Superman and the Justice League movie. So there's that. Um, we then uh, get an introduction of, of Superman and Lois Lane because the last time that we saw Superman, um, he was dating uh, Wonder Woman, and while initially there doesn't seem to be any kind of emotion here. Um, you can tell almost immediately that Superman and Lois are somewhat close. Yeah, they get all up in each other's grill in this movie. Yeah. And I thought, and, and maybe this is why I'm spoiling a little bit, I thought that she had told him his her, her identity already, but that's actually a big 
struggle point in the movie. And like, no, he doesn't. So, um, Superman basically shows Lois Lane at, I think it's, uh, Star Labs, uh, that, like, this is the key to my, my home. This is Krypton. Um, this, these are my parents. This is where I come from. These are my ancestors. It's, it's actually really cool stuff. It's kind of a way of, like, getting in his, his origin without, like, doing his origin again, you know? Yeah. So, how, so far, how do you feel about Jerry O'Connell as Superman and, uh, Rebecca Romaine as, uh, Lois Lane? By the way, they're both actually married together to each other in real life at this time. Oh, that's cool. Um, I feel like, um, they fit pretty well in their respective roles. Like, uh... Superman slash Clark Kent um, pretty much represents the dinner, but also a uh, confident superhero that he's supposed to be. And uh, Rebecca Romaine as Lois Lane. Uh, try saying that three times fast. Well, it's, you remember, uh, it used to be Rebecca Romaine Stamos. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But, yeah, uh, she does a pretty good job of being the spunky, nosy reporter that uh, we know her as. Yeah, it's like she's like the complete opposite of Clark. Very self-assertive, very... This, but Superman offers after the whole, um, after visiting uh, the museum at the, the science lab at Star Labs, Superman offers to take Lois back to the Daily Planet, and you could tell she's kind of like, mm, you know, like, hey, Superman's Superman's hot. But uh, shortly after dropping Superman off, of course, we know it's Clark Kent, um, but she doesn't. Apparently, she doesn't know that yet. She runs into Clark Kent. Uh, she pulls Clark aside, like, come with me, and he kind of makes a line that, like, oh, I guess you met Superman, huh? You, you know, should I be jealous, you know, being very coy about it? And lo and behold, we get, like, a very adult, like, make-out session in, the co- in, the, in, like, the, uh, in, like, the back room going on right now. Yeah, I thought this was some NTR shit, but apparently it isn't. No, it's not. It's, um, he, like, it is, it's weird, isn't it? Because, like, obviously she has feelings for Superman because it's Superman, but she's dating Clark. She clearly, and this, I really like this scene uh, because it kind of sets up Clark's conflict for internal conflict for the rest of the movie. Because Lord knows he's going to have a physical conflict later on. Um, yeah. Where, yes, Superman, less Clark likes Lois. He clearly loves her and he wants to be in her life. But because, uh, and this is just kind of inferring it based on what he's saying, that he's been so sheltered mostly about his identity and that. He doesn't want. He doesn't want to tell her all these things because he doesn't want to endanger her. Basically, yeah, that's pretty much the reins of being a superhero, I guess. Especially yeah. when you're one as strong as Superman, right? And that's actually going to come up later in a, in, a, in a scene where like Superman realizes he's being an idiot. But I, I like that because like it makes him interesting because Lois feels that. It's kind of like you get a you kind of get like a little soap opera drama here because like Lois feels that like well like I want to be with you like even though like she's not like the, the the relationship isn't public it's very private between the two of them but Clark is clearly putting up a wall because he literally is because you know he doesn't want to let her know that she's he's Superman um, and and all this other other stuff I find that interesting and that's that's kind of the driving force of the movie until jo- until Doomsday shows up yeah. Um, and then we cut back. Superman Joe's back with Cyborg to Cyborg's father's house. I can't remember his father's name. Um, Silas actually, Stone. Silas Stone. Thank you. I love that you remember that. Either that you have to cast this stuff. Don't tell yeah, me. Yeah, I have. I have the Wikipedia article. Up. I got you. Thank. So in return, we then meet a character who's going to become very uh, apparent in the next movie, 
uh, Reign the Superman, which is John Henry Irons as played by Chris Williams, and he has a big Superman shirt. And you kind of and we kind of I kind of gloss over it, but you kind of get the sense they're kind of trying to pack in like how important Superman is. Uh, you met Bibba Babowski earlier. He's like, "Hey, Superman, my buddy," talks like that. How did you think? What did you think of Bibbo? Because I'm curious. Um, I think it's cool that uh, Superman has a whole bunch of uh, diehard fans in Metropolis because, yeah, he's pretty much uh, the Aurora savior. So how yeah. could they not like this guy? Yeah, and he's nice. Like he's basically our modern day Jesus Christ, but not you know not preachy. Just like I would just want to help people. Um. And so, but during this whole scene, uh, um, Silas Stone notices that this is definitely apocalyptic technology and pretty much points the finger, like, how the fuck did, like, these punks get apocalyptic technology? That's crazy. And it turns out, you know, it's like, well, it's either these people, I think they said Wayne Corporation, they said a couple of corporations, but of course, who is it going to be? It's Lex Luthor, and then we get a great scene with Lex Luthor, with Superman visiting Lex Luthor. Lex Luthor, as portrayed by Rain Wilson, who you might better know as Dwight from The Office. Question: Why the recast? False, I don't know because I am better. Exactly, exactly. So how did I'm curious? How did you feel about Rain Wilson's performance as as Lex Luthor? Because it's it's definitely a, a change from what we're used to. Um, I feel like it fits. Like, he pretty much nails the whole narcissistic billionaire asshole that we know likes to be, you know? Right. Like, he definitely, because of the nature of his voice, he doesn't come off as, say, physically tough as Clancy Brown did, or even Steve Blum to a degree, but he does nail that, like, that arrogance level. Like, not, I mean, I'm sure um, Rain Wilson himself isn't isn't arrogant, but... The characters he plays just happen to be arrogant. Um, and it seems like after the attack on the Justice League back in Justice League Teen Titans, he's just put under house arrest. But because, goddamn, Lex Luthor must have an amazing fucking lawyer if all he got was house fucking arrest. Uh, I want to point that out. Um, we then get this nice scene with Cat Grant, who's basically the gossip reporter of the Daily Planet and TV reporter. And she pretty much has a conversation telling Lois, like, look, Lois. I read men, I understand men, he's holding something back from you, um, you know, maybe you should be careful and stuff like that, and I, I like this little nice scene, it was it was a nice little one-on-one scene between between these two. Yeah. Um, and then we get, like, our first hint at Doomsday. Um, we are in outer space where we're joined by a family of four. Did you catch the reference here, by the way? Uh, I just see the only important name in the Wikipedia article as Hank Henshaw. Okay, so uh, at the time, uh, it's it the all they're all Henshaws, and I think even Hank says it as a as a note. They're working on, I guess, a, on a satellite, um, and uh, unbeholst to them, a meteorite coming out of fucking nowhere smashes into their ship, um, or is on their way to their ship. And they pretty much have to get out of there before it goes crazy. But back in the back in the uh, in the comic book, the Henshaws are basically a reference to the Fantastic Four. Um, ah. And so basically, this instead of the space shuttle where they get cosmic rays, it goes away. Um, in between that, we get kind of intercut in between uh, Lex, where he's basically trying to. He, his goal is to 
like find whoever the next Ubermensch. If you don't know what Ubermensch is, that's the suit. That's literally Superman, and uh, his scientists have locked onto NASA's feed that something is coming towards that space shuttle, um, and that the the team needs to get out of there as they're evacuating. Unfortunately, as they're evacuating, they get hit by it hard, and it. Um, I thought this was like a cool action little little mini action sequence before the real shit started yeah like it pretty much uh is the prelude to all the shit that's gonna go down very soon literally the calm before the storm unfortunately two of the henshaws immediately get checked out of the space so if they they're not gonna die from the uh from the acting space they're gonna die from re-entry because of how fast your body blows up but doomsday it, it's not clear that it's doomsday but it's clear doomsday is Burning into the atmosphere. In fact, you can actually see the rock coming into as, and you can see the rock breaking apart. And Doomsday is pretty much tied, like chained, like seemingly chained into it, but like with apocalypse and technology. Spoilers: Doomsday's from Apocalypse this time. Um, this, I mean, you can tell just by from his armor when we see it there. And so Doomsday is officially here, but he's not awake yet. Um, and uh, but unfortunately, we, we're not going to see Doomsday for a while. Uh, but we do get a nice scene between the two the two exes, which I found really funny, uh, between Superman and Wonder Woman, where you know Superman's kind of like, I don't really want my business to be out there. Like, stop calling me Clark in the field, you know. And uh, I actually thought they were fighting uh, Cheetah and uh, and and um, I think the other villains known as Metallo, but it's just a training exercise. Um, and pretty much, like, there's a nice little line where it's like, well, why do you, like, you know, he's like, I like being called Superman. He goes, because she, and, the, and Diana asked him why, and she goes, well, because she gave it to me, alluding to, to Lois. Um, and they actually do reference their relationship, which I didn't think they would, but it looks like they split amicably. Yeah. I think it's cool that uh, they're still friends, uh, even though they used to be a thing. Because it would yeah. be really awkward to be a part of Justice League and also be broken up like that exactly so it looks like diana had it you know you know she had it well superman had it well like you know what maybe we're just not meant for each other but they definitely understand you know like we need to be there for each other regardless so um yeah and and that's kind of like that's kind of the beginning scene of superman's like wake-up call i'm like maybe i should just tell her and let her know what's going on um so then we cut uh lex sends a uh deep sea pod into the Atlantic to discover where that rock landed. At the same time, um, our our, the, our friends the Atlanteans show up as, of course, it's the sea. So, of course, Aquaman probably sent them to go, okay, go go see what the fuck that was. And then all hell starts to break loose. You want to describe what happened, Tyler? Or I can do it if you want. Um, You can go ahead. So, um, the Atlanteans get close and out of the rock... Of course, whenever you fucking break shit underwater, where there's ground, the water gets murky. Doomsday's hands come out of the out of the uh, out of the out of the uh, debris and just fucking cr- crushes the Atlanteans' heads like just dead. They're gone. You see the blood come out and everything. It's it's pretty much sets the stage of what you're going to get. Yeah, um, it's unfortunately, then Doomsday notices the LexCore sub. Lex is watching this and has, just like a pure um, sociopath, has no emotion to what's happening. Um, Doomsday... "Hmm." Yeah, he's just curious. Doomsday pretty much rips 
the subpart killing. Either they're dead by him punching them, or they're dead by the sheer pressure of the of the of where they're at. Considering well, it's the Mid Atlantic, so maybe it's not that deep, but still, they're gonna die from something. Uh, either that, or uh, from actual suffocation. Exactly. Um, so yeah, Doomsday is now here. Um, the Justice League does not know it yet. Uh, which, speaking of the Justice League, we then cut back to a meeting where the Justice League are basically doing, like, budget review shit, which I, I found so funny. Um, and, um... Batman's here. Why is this an issue? Exactly. There's even a point where, like, Cyber brings up, like, we guys, we gotta talk about the, the fiscal spending for this year. And, like, Bruce is... Batman's basically like, I got it. Don't worry about it. And there's even a better line where Wonder Woman's like, well, you know, Wonder Woman merchandise is up this year. You know, we can pick up the slack where... Uh, the Wayne Foundation falls, and Batman just looks at him like, do you know how fucking rich I am? <laughs> he doesn't say that, but it's basically what he said. He's just like, really? Really? It's like, it's it's hilarious. Um, and so that pretty much solves it. And through this, and again, I kind of feel like at this point we should have gotten other DC animated hero movies, but whatever. We learned through this conversation, um, the number one, that Batman has to go to a, PTO me- a PTA meeting, which... Flash and Green Lantern had like just cannot contain themselves uh, about the uh, the idea of Batman at a PTA meeting. And uh, if you watch any scene from this movie besides the fight scenes, it's this just for Hal mocking Batman about having to go to a PTA meeting, or rather, it's Flash. I'm sorry. Yeah, Flash is pretty much the one that uh, does the jabs. Exactly, and then he stops when he's like Batman just is just glaring at him. It's just oh, like no, yeah. the bat glare. That's how you know you're intimidating when you can scare the fastest man alive into, like, submission just by doing nothing. Um, But through that conversation, we learn that uh, Barry is, in fact, marrying his uh, fiancé or his girlfriend, Iris, who we met all the way back at Flash Flashpoint Paradox. Um, They're officially getting married. And uh, this is where kind of, like, the, the pushing over the edge for Superman... Where, um, basically Superman's like, wait, are you, have you told, like, have you told her? And, you know, basically alluding to the fact that, like, you know, does, does Iris know that you're the Flash? And he's like, Flash is like, of course she knows. I told her ages ago. Of course, Aquaman basically calls Soups out for it like an idiot. Um, Soups, you can't drop a, a bomb like that on a honeymoon, you know? And Superman just stares at him like he's so confused. He's like... You know, he's like, are you know, basically bringing bringing up his concerns, like, aren't you worried? You know, and like Barry kind of just tells him, like, man, that's what it's about, dude. It's sharing each other's lives, no secrets. Yeah, I thought that was pretty endearing. Yeah, I actually like this whole scene because we've seen several Justice League movies, and we talked about this, but we don't really see them act like a team slash family too much. But this is like the closest we've gotten to it, where they're like they're acting like a group of people who work together for a long time. Yeah, uh, there's actual payoff to the uh, the scene since we have seen these uh, guys all together. Exactly, but this is actually the first time that they've interacted like this. So exactly, it's fresh. It, it's it's nice. It's a nice little like, and it gives Clark something to think about. Like, well, maybe I am wrong, and this is why I like Superman so much because it makes him think about the process he's going through. Like, well, maybe I'm not thinking about this right, you know, and like maybe I should tell her. Um, and then we get a, a very adorable section uh, between Superman or Clark and Lois as they have dinner with Ma and Pa Kent as they basically try to embarrass him 
uh, in the entire time as parents will do on the date. Yeah. And it's really nearing. Lois is uh, Lois is pretty much playing along with it. Uh, the kids are pretty much having fun with it. They even talk about his old ex girlfriends, all the ones he used to date, and everything like that. So I, I found I like those little callbacks too. I thought this was a nice scene. It's the calm before yeah. the storm. Yeah, you could definitely see Clark clearly in pain during yeah. this entire sequence. Yeah, and I think it's the embarrassment, but also the fact that, like, again, going back to, like, the walling, he doesn't really like to talk about himself too much, at least about his other identity. Um, and we actually get, like, a sort of a romantical confrontation where Lois leaves the apartment and, you know, she's kind of like, are you sure about this? Like, do you want this? I feel like you're not telling me something and all this sort of jazz and, like, I, you know... And it, it, it might be like the um, like the pushing over, like, okay, maybe this isn't going to work. And, you know, for, for her, and, like, you know, I think after having seen, having talked to woman, Wonder Woman, seeing what Flash is doing, and then this, this is sort of like, okay, I, I need to tell her. I, I don't want to lose her, you know? Uh, we then cut back to the North Atlantic as Aquaman now knows about the m- brutal murder of his fellow Atlanteans, and as he's begin tracking down the monster that known that is known as Doomsday, um, and then we get another scene uh, where, again, another very good. I thought another very good scene, sort of Mockant and Clark talking about like, you know, maybe maybe it's all right to tell her, you know. Yeah. Um. It, it's 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 okay. You know, the, like as they get older, the secrets don't matter, and that you just you deserve someone special. And like Clark, I and I part of me think like, is he being? Do you think he's being selfish when he doesn't want to tell Lois, or do you think he's being like, no, it's the right thing to do? I'm being protective of her because telling her would endanger her. What do you think? Um, I feel like that. Uh, it's the basic Superman mentality of putting uh, others before himself, like. He feels like that he's protecting Lois for not telling him, her that he's Superman because mm-hmm. that could potentially put her in danger. Kind of like uh, the Spider-Man effect. Yeah, a little bit, yeah. Um, it's, it's really nice. But I, again, like this, that final... Con- all it takes is a talk from Mom and all of a sudden you're better. Um, unfortunately, we cut back to the forest as Doomsday is on his rampage. And we pretty much get a horror horror movie scene right in the middle of this act superhero movie, where um, a bear at first it's a bear is uh, encro- encroaching on this camp, and uh, uh, unfortunately the bear is in fucking crabbed. And Tyler, do you want the, do you want to describe the sounds you fucking heard when Doomsday was beating the shit out of this bear? Uh, it was something. Yeah, I have no idea how to describe it. It's 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 all on this earth, and like you actually see, unfortunately, uh, you see the bear's dead face. Like it looks like its neck got broken, and um, this couple that was the bear was stalking, they both die brutally. We don't see how the boyfriend dies, but presumably the girlfriend gets her head squished in because Doomsday was reaching her hand uh, in there. So yeah, Doomsday's rampage continues. Um. We cut back to the Daily Planet where Lois re- uh, meets up with Cat Grant, and she's like, "I don't look, listen, fuck, listen, it's too early for this shit. I don't want to talk about it. It happened, you know. Maybe Clark and I aren't meant to be together." 
It's fine. I'm okay with it. I'm a grown-ass woman. Where Clark shows up out of nowhere with, you know, hey, you know, that's how you know you like a girl when you get them their coffee without even asking, right? She already had her coffee, though, but it's a thought that counts. Exactly. So, um, and basically, like, Clark says, I have some, we, we need to talk. Dinner, uh, want to have lunch, and so they're going to have lunch. Unfortunately, Clark gets a call from the Justice League, um, but he still says, all right, you know, we'll, uh, we're going to meet up, and we're going to talk. It's going to be great. You and me, I'm going to tell you something. And he skittishes away like, 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 like a, I was going to say like a bat, but bats don't skittish. Um, and this is the first instance where Clark, where now the Justice League is aware that something go, is going on, but they don't think it's something right now because they don't, they haven't seen Doomsday, and so they send in some of the leaguers to basically handle it um, without Superman. Like, it's okay, Clark, we got this. And this is where pretty much the movie is just one continuing almost one continuing gigantic fight scene pretty much yeah it's pretty much just a gigantic curb stomp of uh with just doomsday beating the shit out of all the leaguers yeah well first he takes care of some small town cops who do not have small town weaponry but i guess if you live in the dc universe i can understanding you having more funding to deal with criminal to deal with super criminals um I, well, number one, did you just notice the girl who was filming uh, Doomsday had a fucking Blackberry? And this movie yeah, came out man. in 2018? <laughs> I found that really hilarious. She must um, have been super poor. Yeah. Um, but as Doomsday's about to, about to kill her, uh, Hawkman shows up out of nowhere and whacks a shit out of him. Nice to see some Hawkman representation going on. Um, yeah, we haven't pr- seen him before. No, he's been in the background in some movies, but this is like his first like action appearance. Unfortunately, he g- literally gets ragdolled around by Doomsday, um, and uh, parts of Doomsday's costume start to uh, pull out. And Hawkman is quickly taken out of the fight. Uh, Batman is pretty much trying to be the ring general here, and like, okay, guys, we need to fall back. Green Lantern is like, no, fuck this, I'm going in, and we get a nice. The really thrilling sequence of Green Lantern seemingly taking down Doomsday by himself until until uh sorry until Doomsday like he gets him in like this constrictor grip and like just I guess from his own sheer power uh over powers himself out of the construct and almost proceeds to beat the shit out of Hal and remember Hal's a normal human like if Doomsday punches him he's dead. He's pretty much yeah. dead. Um, it's pretty. It's pretty tense. I won't lie. For like a early action sequence, it's a pretty tense moment. Yeah, it pretty much sets up the scene that uh, none of these heroes um, have the strength necessary to take down this otherworldly monster man. So far, but then comes in the Flash, and I actually this is, besides the Superman fights coming in the minute. Uh, this is my favorite sequence in the entire movie. Yeah, this was pretty cool. This is pretty much the uh, the Endgame equivalent, uh, where Captain America picks up Mjolnir and takes on Thanos on his own. Yeah, uh, Flash picks up uh, Hawkman's mace and pretty much proceeds to beat the ever living shit out of Doomsday at super speed. Um, unfortunately for Flash, Doomsday just caught him at the right moment and just pretty much just stopped him. And then that was that was it. That was that was all she wrote. Um, and that's to the point where, like, Batman's like, all right, look, listen, we just got here and we're already getting our asses kicked. We need help. Um, we learn, we get some stuff with Lex Luthor that's going to become prevalent in the next movie. Uh, 
And we go back to the fighting, and it's pretty much Nemesis chasing Jill Valentine from Resident Evil 3, where Doomsday is just chasing Batman like a like a slasher monster. Yeah, fortunately, he's really good at slipping away like, uh, I don't even know. <laughs> yeah, no, he's, he's good at, he's, he's acrobatic, he, he knows how to play defense. Uh, he understands, like, if I try to fight this thing, I'm dead. Uh, even Batman understands that. We see more of Doomsday's, uh, body, I should say. Uh, and then we cut to possibly the most pivotal scene in the movie in terms of emotion, because if this scene doesn't land, the ending scene won't land. Superman, oh, not Superman, Clark and Lois have dinner at the at Bibble Bogowski's uh, rib joint, where they perce- where have a nice little conversation, and pretty much Clark tells her, like, Lois, I'm Superman. And I love her reaction. Uh, she laughs at him. I'm like, no way. No, you, f- that's fucking stupid. Oh, wait. Yeah, I think she... the glasses. Oh, no. Yeah. yeah. It's like she looks at him, and then he, and then, and then she can see it. And people like, like, feel like that's bullshit. I'm like, there's she could talk. Like, listen, you change your hair just a little bit, your body. I guarantee you could fool anybody in thinking you were somebody else. Um. So yeah. Um. And pretty much, you know, like he was tells her like, and she even brings up the idea of the fact that like you just like you committed so much like uh, not plagiarism, but uh. I can't remember the exact word she used, but the fact that she basically he basically wrote stories about himself, um, which that's like, that's like a big no no in the in the writers' world, um, and you know, and like basically like look Lois, I w- I want to be with you, um, you know, and like but understand that like me telling you this is a huge risk, um, you know I did this to protect you, and stuff like that, and you know, and and like he wants to be together with her and. Um, I don't think... Unfortunately, we don't get an answer from Lois because that's when we get the call. She gets a call from Jimmy that shit's going down and you need to start reporting ASAP to where Superman then basically makes his way into the fight. We even get a nice little, like, ripping of the shirt open thing, which was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, And in in this really sweet, he leaves her a letter. My last secret says, I love you. And he flies off. Like, aw. Remember that, kiddies. Remember that. Um, so the, we cut back to Doomsday fighting Justice League. We immediately see Cyborg gets his, gets his arm ripped off, which God, that's never never fun to watch. Um, and uh, Aquaman and Martian Manhunter proceed to try to fight him. Aquaman gets punked out pretty quickly. Man, um, you you want to talk about sounds that will never leave my my head? Martian Manhunter tries to remain invisible while fighting Doomsday, which, of course, that's smart. Yeah. Um, and it's it's working for a bit, because he can see... I guess he can feel that he's there, but um, he can't, like, touch him, because he's intangible. Uh, but Martian Manhunter tries to basically sneak attack, but then Doomsday grabs him, throws him into a gas station, and then Martian Manhunter is especially weak to fire... And the scream he fucking does while uh, getting burned alive is haunting that haunted the hell out of me after I watched it. I never, I never am comfortable with him, with that scene. Yeah, I bet he never goes out camping because of that shit. No, no, it's it's awful. Um, Bat- and meanwhile, that means Batman is the last Justice League member standing. Cyborg's kind of there, but he's more of a torso than anything else at this point. 
But, you know, like, Batman's not going to be able to do much against this Doomsday character. Um, it's seeming all over for the Justice League. Um, until Wonder Woman shows up. And it looks like she looks like she was already fighting him. We just never saw it, because she looks messed up. Yeah. Um, her arm's cut. Uh, then we get a real badass one-on-one fight between uh, Wonder Woman and Doomsday. And it just goes to, like, how strong Doomsday is. Yeah. Like, like Wonder Woman does hold her own for a bit. She even slices an entire car in half in one swipe. Right. But, like, Doomsday just, like... Oh, there's there's a point where, like, I think he slams her into the ground, um, like, so fucking hard. It just made me wince. Um, yeah. Like, Jesus Christ. Well choreographed fight. Um... He, she tries to use her sword to stab him, but her sword broke against his armor. Um, yeah, he pretty much lands on her and proceeds to basically punch her. Like, almost punch her to death. Like, if, if Superman doesn't show up just right now, she'd probably be dead. Like, she, like Jesus Christ. Um, it's, it's not a good look. And, uh, it, and this is where we get the main event, finally. Superman versus Doomsday. Of, of course... Now, if you were you know, obviously titled it as a Superman, you know what's going to happen. But I'm not going to go over the fight in a, in a de- in detail because it's a long sequence. But Tyler, what did you, what did you think about this the the stage the, the the stages of the fight for the for Doomsday versus Superman? Uh, this was a incredibly brutal sequence. I'll say that much. Uh, most of it is pretty much just uh, Doomsday overpowering Superman. Right. And all the while he's trying to save all these other people from the collateral of their battle. Right. Uh, and he's clearly outclassed, even though he's physically putting the handicap on himself. But he still does hold his own better than the other leaguers. Yeah. And even early on, right as the fight begins, when they clash hands, they create a shockwave that pretty much breaks every single piece of glass in the area. Um, Superman, like, gets shoved into a building and he immediately starts bleeding. So that's how you know, okay, this is, this isn't good. This is not, this is not good. Um, I really love the bridge sequence a lot because it was, I think it was very creative. Um, and you, you had more of Superman trying to play basically try to save people at the same time while dealing with doomsday um it's it's i won't lie man it was really hard to watch superman get the living shit beat out of him like this yeah right because he's he's pretty much uh, the example that uh, we all strive to be and just seeing him getting beaten to the pulp is disheartening yeah um, like, there's a moment where, like, he's protecting on the bridge a, uh, a woman and her child and their car is on the side. And Doomsday just rips through the other car, grabs her in by his head. And all you see from the woman's perspective is just beating the ever-living tar out of him. It's like, it's un- it's almost uncomfortable to watch. Um, yeah. it's, it's like... I make the Jesus analogy a lot, but because it's true, but like, it's like watching the passion of Superman. You're literally watching his last few hours before he dies. Um, it's kind of, it's really disheartening. Um, and then we get to basically the final section of, of, of the, of the fight. Um, after 
the the bridge kind of gives way after Superman tying the bridge to Doomsday, which is a nice little sequence. Um, but what I love about that, before we get to the final section, is that even though Superman is tired, he's wounded, he's bleeding, he's, you know, how much gas does he have left, he still manages to stop and to say and to tell the little boy, it's going to be all right. I got this. Yeah, that was a nice little scene. Exactly. That's a nice little moment in the, amidst the chaos. It's like the eye, like you're in the eye of the storm at that point. Um, oh my god. It's just, it's. I'm just going through it. It's just really, really hard. So then we pretty much get to the final sections of the movie. Superman is pretty much gassed. Um, he's done. Um, and thankfully, in between all the fighting, Lex Luthor is like, you know what? I, I can use this as an opportunity to come in and save the people. I I can do this. Um, and so he starts to suit up. We get a nice little moment um, between Superman and Lois as basically kind of acknowledging that, like, you know, I might not make He may not make it. But he has to do it because he's Superman. Yep, he even says that he has to get back to work. And exactly. he immediately does. Exactly. Fucking swing! You can hear the smash sound effect as he slams Doomsday with that metal, that huge-ass metal pipe. Um, yeah, Superman tries to take him in the air, basically, like, make him lose oxygen. That does not work at all. Oh, my God. It's just... It's bad. Huge explosion in the middle of Metropolis. And this is where Lex comes in, and Lex thinks, Oh, yeah, I got the upper hand. I'm in this suit. You can't stop me. You know, basically... I, I love this little monologue he gives, uh, that Rain Wilson gives. It's great. It's such a Lex thing to do. Like, exactly. just, just taunting his enemies as he's pretty much just shooting them with lasers. Exactly. And he actually has Doomsday down for a bit until Doomsday gets back up on his feet. And then Doomsday gets gets close to him and starts ripping the metal apart. Because, of course, he would do that. Um, I legit thought they were going to kill Lex right here. But, no... Superman saves Lex briefly before being slammed into a giant stone pillar. And you can tell Superman is like, like he's breathing heavy. He's His costume is pretty much torn to shreds. He can barely stand, but he still goes to fight Doomsday. Um, Goddamn hero. Exactly. And, oh my god, it's just it's really painful. Because at this point, Doomsday has the, the entire almost upper hand. Superman continues tries to mount an offense but he just can't and this is where we get like the most painful moment in the movie and this is the one i hate superman tries to fly at doomsday can't go anywhere doomsday gets superman's cape wraps it around his neck steps on his back pulls the cape back trying to choke him and it's just like oh my god it's just it's it's incredibly hard to watch um at that point um you even see the cape, you know, flow away and everything like that, setting up for that shot. And this is where uh, Lois probably doesn't do the smartest thing in the world, where she she's pretty much tired of seeing her, the love of her life, get wrecked. She starts throwing rocks at Doomsday to get his attention, and she's Wasn't pretty much... Rock. Exactly. <laughs> um, and she's in tears... Like, cause she knows what's probably about to happen. She's probably about to die. Or she, it's also in tears the fact that, like, I don't want to see him be hurt like this anymore. Doomsday grows more. His spikes grow. Um, and 
oh my god, it's it's really harmful. And during this all the entire time, uh, Lois is like you know like mutter like whispering to Clark because she knows she can hear him because of his super hearing. Like you know I like I, I read your note, Clark, and I love you too. And it's so like no, um, Superman wills himself one final bit of strength to basically like turn the jet boost on like cracks the ground uses everything he can and flies straight at doomsday breaking his fucking neck yeah that was yeah yeah that was that was graphic because you see doomsday's neck go all almost all the way around you can hear the crack um unfortunately see in the comic uh superman pretty much just like tired himself out like he just died of exhaustion and blood loss and stuff like that. Here, they took the uh, Zack Snyder approach where Doomsday got the, the spike into him, basically killing him. So, Doom- Superman is wounded heavily. He's dying. He's di- literally dying in Lois's arms. You know, very similar to the comic. If you've, seen, if you've seen any comic imagery of the last 70 years, Superman dying in Lois's arms is probably one of them. Um... Oh, it's just it's really it's really hard to watch and he's basically telling her goodbye you know and like um how lucky he was to have known her and uh it's and, and you actually see him cry you see him cry right before he he goes now did you did you cry Tyler or am I, am I, I the only I one I didn't here? cry but I didn't cry but it was pretty close. It, it like Jimmy Olsen starts crying. I think I think it's when other people start crying is when I start crying in movies. Um, honestly, um, Batman just God. I don't want to be funny, but he does the Arthur fist, but then he lets go. Um, but like Lois is holding his dead body. You see the Superman cape flowing in in the into destruction very. You know, the homage to the Alconic cover. And th- my favorite is you see the world react to it. Um, you see... Every- That's, I think, when I really lost it. When you see people react to the to his death. Yeah. Because he represented uh, hope for uh, the world in this... In, in this world of... In universe of metahumans. Like, he was the shining beacon that uh, everyone looked up to. And just seeing him die was pretty much a wake-up call that... No one's really safe anymore. Yeah, it's it's like that uneasiness, right? It's like like when you lose somebody, it's just, it's like fuck. Um, we then get uh, the funeral for Superman. Um, the Justice League are there. Lex Luthor is actually exonerated, not exonerated, but he's honored there as a you know because he, he helped fight Doomsday and helped basically. He's not wrong that. Lex helped Superman fight the buy some more time to recover for a bit. Um But it's a very somber scene. Um Batman is not there. Uh he is actually at Wayne Manor. They cut to Wayne Manor. And um Damien is actually there. He's much bigger than the last time we saw him. Um Yeah, he's much lankier. Yeah, and, and like and possibly like he can tell that his dad is hurting because Batman Batman just doesn't know how to deal with death at all. Um, uh, Damien hugs his dad and like, he, he knows his dad is in pain and he, and he, and he hugs his dad, which I thought was really sweet. 
And Ace the Bat Hound is there too. Yes, he is. We even get it. We get a like a quick uh, glimpse of the uh, to the Teen Titans and everything like that. Lex Luthor gives a speech, basically, you know, the fake like, oh, you know, you know, Superman and I had our differences. It's an it's a really well done sleazy. I know you're not telling the true speech at a funeral, you know. Yeah. Very very good. Uh, unfortunately, this is not the end of the movie. Um, they bury Superman. Green Lantern lights the leg. We get the nice statue of him holding the eagle. Um, but this is not not the end mo- ending scene. Um, Lois Lane goes to the Kents, you know, for consultation. But I really like the scene with Bibble Bukowski in at the docks. Yeah, he pretty much just uh, prays that. Why is Superman dead and not me? Yeah, it's like, why me? Like, why could... Like, he was, you know, like... And you really... Again, I think that oh, that scene only helps the fact that... Um, you could see how much Superman meant to him early on. Uh, and... Um, and, like, how much how much it hurt him, you know, to see... Like, you don't think Superman's gonna die. You don't think that's gonna happen. You wake up one day, oh, shit... And we actually see Wonder Woman at the Acropolis, which is where, uh, I think that's from one of the other, I think Throne of Atlantis, where we saw them together for the first time. Um, so she goes back to, like, where Clark used to be, which was really nice. Like, like she kills, she still cares about him, you know? They weren't together, but that doesn't mean she stopped caring about him. Yeah. And this last part is pretty much setting up the rest of the movie. The next sequel, um, where, uh... Star Labs wants to have the Doomsday device, wants to have Doomsday's body, uh, or Lex Luthor wants to have Doomsday's body. Star Labs doesn't want to give it to him. Soon after, the uh, space shuttle that brought Superman uh, to Earth just leaves for some reason. No explanation is given. Uh, we even get Lex Luthor referencing up, up, and away, which is really nice. And it goes to the Antarctic to create the Fortress of Solitude, which I guess wasn't a thing beforehand. Um, I would think not, because, uh, they pretty much, um, banded the Justice League right before he could get the chance to make the Fortress of Solitude, yeah. Yeah. Um, we also see, um, John Harry Irons working, and it looks like he's building something. Uh, he becomes Steel in the next movie. And then, in the, possibly the weirdest cut, we go back to LexCorp. And we get into this lab where all these tubes are broken and we see a seemingly young, smaller person who may or may not be related to Superman. You'll have to find the next movie to figure that part out. Um, Lois is at the Daily Planet. Of course, she knows that Clark is Superman, so she knows Clark isn't coming back. But at the same time, Cat Grant's just basically trying trying to console her. And, you know, being a good friend. Um, and, but, they're told something is going on at Superman's memorial. And pretty much somebody broke into his memorial. The coffin has been lifted. And up in the sky, you see a shadowy figure with a cape fly off at Super, at, at, uh, with the sonic boom. And we don't know if that, is, it, is he back? He just come back already. What's what's the next movie? Um, and did what your movie end with te- here? Did your movie end with teasing of the of the of the other Superman? 
Yeah, there are a whole bunch of uh, post-credit stingers in the middle of the credits. Okay. So yeah, and and the movie ends with um, uh, with the last shot being of a cyborg Superman showing up out of nowhere. I'm sure that won't be evil at all. Okay, Tyler. Not whatsoever. What did you think of the death of Superman? I feel like this is a really well put together movie. Uh, even though we haven't really seen much of Superman in the previous films, I think this one does a really good job of making him the centerpiece. And his eventual death actually hits harder because of that. Right. Like, I feel like if... Exactly. And I think it's a tremendous job to the writers that they were able to make you... I think a lot of it is also the fact that, like, of course, you know Superman. You know how it goes. But, um... Uh, I think it goes to the fact that they did a great job of making you care of how important Superman is, not to just Metropolis, but to smaller people, to Lois, to his family. It really makes that death moment hit hard. And I think it even works more so the fact that the fight with Doomsday, fuck, man, that was, that was brutal. Yeah. Tyler, am I, I'm gonna I'm gonna just gonna tease you right now. The last one we watched, Apocalypse War. This is way that movie is way more brutal than this one, and I mean that literally. I believe it. Yeah, it's uh, oof. uh. Anyways, um, so I th- I think uh I oh any favorite parts that you liked from it? Um, pretty much just the whole um, uh, the whole sequence between uh, Superman versus Doomsday, honestly. Yeah, but that was all set up with some of the smaller stuff beforehand. Yeah, I, I tend to agree. I think, um, I think <laughs> it's such a hard movie to watch, especially considering my personal life, which you know about. Um, but I, I still think they for. I think it says something that you can make somebody feel something, even though you know the ending. It's really hard for me to watch this movie. Uh, because I just don't want to see Superman get die like that. It's just, it's hard. It's really hard. And, um, just that the voice acting between, uh, Jerry O'Connell and, uh, Rebecca Romaine was incredible. Rebecca Romaine, I love her, Lois Lane. And, like, she's, you know, very, not cold, but, like, very stalwart. But, like, you could see that emotional wall coming down when, you know, she realizes that Superman is dying. Um... It's overall a really good movie that, like, it has... It's not just the death. It has, like, an, uh, uh, an act one. It's a very well-structured movie. Um, I'll put it right up there with the, uh, the, the the Judas Contract in terms of the quality that we've seen so far. Yeah, this is definitely one of the better ones that we've seen thus far. Yeah, I'm really curious as to what you think of Reign of the Superman. Um, or maybe at some point watch the whole thing as one piece and see if it's too is it too long is it long and is it is you know but that'll be for another time uh all right let's go ahead and go how many bloody superman emblems out of five do you give this i will give this four torn superman capes out of five that's actually probably Uh, better yeah that's probably a little better um i feel like this the story is well paced um the characters, specifically uh, Superman and Lois Lane, uh, are really great together. Lex Luthor is also a bit of fun. Uh, I feel like um, <coughs> they set up the characters in just the way that you actually care about the outcome. Like, it's just like he said. It's it is hard to watch, but 
it's because that we care that much about Superman that we actually feel that way. And I feel like that's a bit of a special thing that not a lot of uh, pieces of media can really pull off with the title like Death of Superman. Right, exactly. Um, I'll simply, I'll, I'll do the same as you, four torn Superman capes out of five. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, very, very well done movie. Makes you wish we got in another Superman movie prior to this with this cast. Um, even Rang Wilson as, as Luke Suther, I thought he was actually really good. Um, I know I was a little weirded out when he, I first heard him, heard him announced, but I think overall he did a really great job. Um, but yeah, that's, I think that's going to do it for this episode, guys. Um, next week is not Reign of the Superman. Join us back next week as we go into another movie. It, this one is actually different because I have never seen this one. When we come back next week, it is Constantine, City of Demons. Uh, until next time, guys. Believe in Superman. Have a good night, everybody. I believe. Thank you for watching at Cinema Shot Theater.